do 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 Hey. What's going on? Oh, same old, same old. What's going on with you? Uh, same old, same old. I have a senior. <laughs> now it's football season, which means I'm painting more. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Holy cow. <laughs> you can really tell the difference on your Northern, uh, Northern Alliance now versus a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff you should have started watching football a couple of years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, right? It's football that's making you a better painter. Yes, that's that's what it is, and not because we watch football right near where my hobby table is, and I can just <laughs> sit in there for a couple hours, barely paying attention, and it's like, all right. <laughs> yep, the football is on the TV. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think. I think with that, Rick, it's Brian, a, is, is this, this is Dead Zone the podcast. This is Dead Zone the podcast. Welcome to the Dead Zone podcast. Dead Zone is the sci-fi tabletop. And as he said, he's Rick. And he's Brian. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we're not going to do that all season. No. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> but that brings up an important thing. This is our new season. Yep. We are we are starting our fifth season of Dead Zone the Podcast. That's nuts. Because I've got the math right this time. Do you? Episode 149, and we started after episode 100. <laughs> the, yep. The math should be easy. You but, would think that. But yeah, so, you know, here we are. And uh, as as we were talking at the top of the show, we're getting back into the hobby thing. We are, as I'm actually sitting here painting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why are you painting, Rick? I'm painting because we have a month until we have a team's firefight tournament. Yeah. Friend friend of the show, uh, Nick Shilhannock, and uh, kind of at the spur, spur of the moment, uh, was was like, hey, uh, anyone interested in a team's firefight? A firefight team's tournament. There we go. I'll say it backwards first. Yeah, that works. And um, and yeah, so there's there's a handful of us in the area, a couple of folks that weren't able to make it to the the Michigan GT, and uh, so we're going to be getting together uh, in early November here to play some firefight. November eighteenth, to be specific. November eighteenth. Very cool, and that's at Evolution Games. Yep. In Lansing, Michigan. So the cool thing is we have we have a couple guys that. Like they were super interested in, it and they're like, "I don't have anything." Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick told a couple of them, "Was like, 
bring your sci-fi minis. Yeah. Bring your space marines. They work for enforcers. Yeah. We just want to get people out to play the game and make sure that you enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And then he reaches out to me. He says, so what are you bringing? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I've got a couple armies that are pre-painted and ready to go, so I don't have to do much. He's like, what do you think about bringing a couple extra armies? So... <laughs> It's cool because it's a team tournament, so it's only 750 points mm-hmm. per person. Yeah. So I'm bringing Marauders, Forge Fathers, Enforcers, and what's the other one? Maison Labs? <laughs> That's what I'm playing. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, but those, yeah, I'm bringing GCPS? all those on. Was that the other one? No. Forge Fathers, Enforcers. <laughs> Veerman? Oh, plague. Plague. <laughs> I'm, I'm like going through the ones like, which did you list off? Because I know you have every model. <laughs> I'm looking over at my glass case and I'm counting off the ones I can see and I'm looking right at the plague. <laughs> I'm like, which ones am I bringing? But anyway, yeah, so I'm bringing a whole bunch of different lists. Uh, but this also gives me an, answer, an opportunity to finally play Maison Labs. So yeah. I'm making a Maison Labs list. Excellent. Should be fun. Yeah. Um, I realized I, I don't have a lot of anti-air. Like, yeah. not much at all. Because I didn't bring a flyer. Well, at least, at least in my experience so far, I wouldn't say that anti-air is like all it's cracked up to be as much as like my dice pool is never big enough to make anti-air worthwhile. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, I mean, it, it'll be if, interesting because I've never played a list like this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually haven't uh, checked out the, the Maison Labs yet either, apart from just, like, perusing the list. So so there are no... Uh, the only thing in this list that has uh, Blackwing listed on it is the Mule. Okay. There are no Blackwings no. in this list <laughs> at all. No Marines, no Rangers? No Marines, no Rangers. So, not a lot of shooting. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. Yeah. What are you going to bring? Well... Let me guess. GCPS? GCPS is definitely a strong contender. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But, um... It might be the only one that I have time to really uh, paint up and kind of have ready to go. I technically could probably field... A Forge Father list, um, but my tank isn't painted up all the way just yet. Um, I feel like that would be the. I feel like I'd have three units and then the tank, and that would be my entire Forge Father. Seven hundred fifty points goes quick. Well, you know. But uh, but yeah, otherwise GCPS and <laughs> working on some speed paints. Yeah, I'm checking check out the speed paints. Um, they're kind of impressive. So, GCPS, yeah. most likely. Yeah. And I could probably bring two factions worth of GCPS. Maybe. I'll have to see. I kind of barely eked out the 1,200 points for uh, for the Michigan GT, but um, I'll, have to, I'll have to see. I could probably... I got two stri- I got three striders, technically. That's all you need. Yeah. 
make it an uh, annihilation <laughs> team. <laughs> sure. And uh, speaking of the GT. Yes. So we were at the Michigan GT, which we'd been talking about for like a month <laughs> or, <laughs> or three. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a really great time, though. I will say it, it is funny that uh, despite the two of us spending so much time together there, we never grabbed a picture <laughs> of the two of us there. That kind of blew me away that we didn't get a picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just we got caught up in stuff and, and just slipped our mind. Um, but we were both there at the same time. <laughs> and well, I, oh, you crashed in my spare bedroom. <laughs> yes, that did happen. Um, after talking about all sorts of mantic stuff till the wee hours in the morning. <laughs> yeah. The, the benefits of not having a morning game to get to or run. Because <laughs> all of our games were in the evening. Yeah. Like, Firefight was the earliest, wasn't it? Well, technically Kings, but yeah. Uh, Firefight was, of our games that we ran, uh, was the earliest at like 4 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then Dead Zone we did we did uh, bump up a little earlier uh, the day of we kind of decided um, to to do that just because we you know it was it was going to be getting out late anyway. <laughs> and it still got out late. And we still got out late, but it was a, it was a great time for sure. So how many guys did you have for firefight? So firefight we had eight players. Um, uh, a couple of, of familiar faces, which is always great to see, and a couple of new faces, uh, which is yeah. always a plus. Um, and and it, it was that that fun thing where you know it, it it's it's certainly growth from last year. Yeah, you know, we we gained uh, two two full players, um, but yeah. e- even in the grand scheme of you know technically we a couple of the players we had last year couldn't make it this year, and so the fact that we you know almost had like a growth of four four new players out of that eight, um, I think is a really, really good sign. I feel almost bad because two of our new players we stole from the Kings of War crew. I don't feel bad about that at all. <laughs> Either. I said I kind of feel bad about it. <laughs> if the Kings of War number had gone down, I would have kind of felt bad about it. But Kings of War was like the third biggest tournament there. Yes, yeah. Uh, Kings, uh, big big shout out to uh, to Blake and Michael. Uh, they they ran a, a great event there. They had thirty players. I think they had thirty two signups and and had like two drop. Um, yeah. And if I recall, I don't think they had any dropout for the Sunday game. No, they did not. So um, I asked about that, and they're like, "Nope, everybody's here." Which which is a fantastic sign. Um, you know that they, they had over fifty percent growth uh, from the year before, so a, a huge, huge boom in the number of players. I saw a lot of the Omaha guys uh, that I got to meet at Adepticon, uh, which yep. was a lot of fun. And uh, but yeah, they they had a great event. Uh, it was really awesome to see them. And uh, and Kyle uh, was there That's from wow. Mantic. It showed up. Yep, he uh, was showing off the new. Uh, the the Twilight Kin. Twilight Kin. I was like, it's not Sylvan Kin and it's not Night Stalkers, but it's some weird combination of all. Of them. It's uh, a combination. Yeah. 
so so that was really cool and and really creative armies like i won't, won't spend too much time because it's you know this is a sci-fi podcast but like the the fun things that people bring to a kings of war tournament that that are like themed and stuff so there was a night stalker army that was the nightmare before christmas themed 100 percent, my favorite army there yeah it was it was fantastic i had oogie boogie up on the corner <laughs> yeah and there, there were like that's that's just one of them there were a, a couple more as well that were just really creative and i uh, always love to see it We're here with some of the, the great organizers of the Michigan GT. One of the as Paul walks away. Hi, Paul. See you later. So, so Michelle, what is it you do for the GT? Um, you mean besides boss everyone around? Besides everything. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I am what I like to call the registration coordinator. So basically, I'm the one who's in charge of all the merchandise, the team organizers getting their stuff on time, hopefully. Don't come wow. at me. Um, painting competition, yeah. ticket sales, late registrations, uh, making sure people get in the hall, that they're hydrated, that they're eating. That they get to their tables, direction giver. All very important. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this goes on. So how long how long have you been doing this for the GT? This is my tenth year with the GT. Um, I came in. That's it, crazy. This is. Yeah. Wow. I'm not wearing the right shirt. You're not wearing this right. is a GTX. <laughs> yeah. So um, I came on the first year as a vendor um, with a game store, yeah. and then yeah. the following year they asked me if I would like to help them organize, and I said absolutely, and I've been stuck behind this booth ever since. <laughs> ever since it's a long 10 years <laughs> yeah it's a long 10 years i sleep here i eat here uh you know i had to move my stuff from the other hotel to this location oh geez you know, pack it in boxes and hope for the best yeah so <laughs> one of the things that i really love about the gt is all the things that people do outside of the gt so brian i don't know if you know but michelle does quite a lot outside of the gt she does a lot of other conventions oh yeah uh and who was it? Uh, Merida? Yep, that's it. So tell us a little bit about that. Because um, so you have a whole thing that you're yeah, a part of. Yeah, so I'm also part of a local charity um, cosplay group. We're a nonprofit oh, okay. nice. called the League of Enchantment. Um, there's about 100 of us. And that's uh, Michigan-based, right? Uh, so we're Michigan-based mainly for board, but we're also, we just expanded. So we're also in Chicago and Texas. Oh, and sweet. we have another branch starting soon, possibly in Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're kind of all over the place. But I, I sit on the board for that. Um, and so when I'm not doing this or the other events that I organize and run, um, I'm devoting 20 hours a week to that as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're kind of all over the place. Oh, absolutely. Like today, actually, I am leaving here to run across the street to run the cosplay contest for the event that I also usually help run at this time of the year, and then running back to help finish this show up. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Busy, busy. Very busy. 
So, Michelle, when are we going to get you on the table for Dead Zone? In um, Armada, in Ambush. I know you've been asking for a while, so I'm making time. I think it's a good good time to start. All right. Convention cool. season is ending, so it's a good it's a good time. Perfect. Which is <laughs> crazy because she actually lives like maybe three blocks from me. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rick's Rick's got plenty of uh, Dead Zone stuff. You can, maybe. So I hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank how you. many how many thousands of points do you have? So assembled. For Firefight Enforcers, I think I have 4,000 points. Oh, my goodness. Nice. And I still have a couple boxes to assemble still. He's just holding them for me. It's yeah. been years. Like, yeah. oh, those, those boxes in the dust, they have, you know, they have dust, like, up to here. Yeah, those are Michelle's boxes. She'll come for them eventually. <laughs> so, so one last uh, quick thing. Like, one thing I absolutely love about the Michigan GT is, like, all the, the charity events that you kind of have. Could you talk a little bit about, like, the ones you have going on? Yeah, weekend? so the biggest ones this weekend, our raffle is always for a charity. This year, um, we're doing table work charities. They're in autism advocacy. Um, the guy that owns it is amazing. He started the charity because his son's autistic and needed help with schooling and things like that. Um, and so here comes this business, this nonprofit. And every year we usually raise about $3,000 for That's them awesome. to donate right directly to them. We also have a Toys for Tots drive going on um, right now with our upper corner booth up there. Um, I love it. The Marines come in and they have a presence here and they collect toys. There's, yeah, <laughs> yep. actually one right behind me. We had another one that entered the painting competition. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, he entered right a 40K on. model. It's, it's great. <laughs> so it's really cool. So we normally do those two things. Um, some years we have two charities. The last couple of years we've gone down to one because Table War has given us so much prize support mm. that it's like it feels great to just give them all the money right back because they deserve it. They're great. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's excellent. Thank you so much. I, yeah. Like I said, I love that about this event. And, yeah, absolutely. And we need to, yes. to add it to some more of our uh, events. I know things like doing, like, okay, you could you could do a raffle to get a, a dice roll, you know, re-roll yeah. on something yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, there are a couple. It's not really charity, but a couple of our vendors are doing something like that where you roll the dice and you get a discount or you get gift certificates to their store, which I think is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. We know yeah. you're very busy. Oh, it's so. okay. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. And then, so, so yeah, we had eight for, for Firefight. Uh, really yep. good showing there. And then you had, uh, you ran the Dead Zone tournament. And we had 12. We had 12 players. With a couple new players, actually. And some old friends coming back that we yep. haven't seen since last GT. <laughs> yep, yep. It was so cool for them to come out again. Yep. We will we will have to coordinate some kind of uh, trip to, to visit them and, and go to one of their events. So our our good friends from Wisconsin, it was great seeing you guys. Yes, thank you so much for coming out. Um, and then of course we had so I thought it was kind of cool. We ended up needing a ringer, mm-hmm. and Troy, one of the guys in our community, local Lansing area community, kind of kind of fell out of the game. He didn't have the greatest time at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of felt a little iffy about it sure i i I wouldn't say i cornered him but i did (laughs) (laughs) and asked him if he had anything going on because i potentially need a ringer and he's like nope sure i'll play i didn't bring anything i was like don't worry i've got a really silly list (laughs) that probably won't do much but it should be fun um he said awesome he came back for the tournament and he had a blast that's awesome Uh, he actually absolutely loved playing the lizards. Darians <laughs> all matched on list. That's that's great to hear. <laughs> and speaking of, 
<laughs> and speaking of bringing lists, so I brought my Rebs, uh, which which was which was voted uh, by the community. Um, I got them painted up in time. Uh, really really happy with how how they ultimately turned out. I am trying to find some like gray, uh, like ground up gravel, like the gravel that I have for basing. Um, yeah. is like this reddish stone and it just kind of clashes. Um, so I'm trying to find like a nice gray one. I haven't, haven't tracked any down yet. Um, so I have, I have, hold on, hold on, hold on. This might actually work for you. <laughs> if you can see this, I might have to send you a picture. Oh yeah, I can see it. So this is like a black with silverly gray, um, basing material that I got at like a five below or something like that. Okay. Is is that is that the not the plaster stuff, right? Something like that. I don't okay. know. I've got a ton of it. I, you can have some. I think I think I have some from when we when we did the Vanguard tournament <laughs> and we were basing all of the objective tokens. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should just get that stuff out. Yeah, tap into that. Um but so funny story about uh, my list at at the Michigan GT. Four, you forgot something, didn't you? Four four round event, you know, four games. Halfway through <laughs> the third game, I realized I left a mini in my bag. The whole time, and it was kind of an important one. My Grogan with a heavy machine gun. Which would have come in real handy when I played against Corey and he, his mortar team, which I had like no way to counter. <laughs> None whatsoever. And uh, and yeah, so so it's, <laughs> Brian, Brian's a little rusty from actual tournament play. <laughs> it's been a long time since I played uh, uh, competitively in a tournament, pseudo competitively. Yeah, I was mostly having a fun time. Um, but I mean, I mean, like against Corey, it is one of those like. Of course, I played against him on Scatter. <laughs> of all the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, it's all it's all good. Uh, you can play the TO for you having to play Scatter <laughs> with Logan. Yeah. So so ultimately, it it was an absolute blast. Uh, I think it really was. The, the only hiccup was that the the uh, the dinner, the food court closed early on Saturday. Friday it was open until seven thirty. Yeah, I confirmed that because I went there at seven. <laughs> and then Saturday we're like, okay, we'll do our lunch break here at seven fifteen. Yeah, which gives everybody time to go grab food, and then come back and we can finish the uh, the other two rounds. You guys all came back. You're like, no food. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how that got crossed, which sucks. Yeah, it it happens. Uh, but uh, otherwise, like other things at the event were a lot of fun. Is so many people picked up the uh, command protocols book because Pat, thank you so much for bringing a whole bunch of them. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was that was great to see, and and I uh, I think we went through over half of them. So um, that, that was really nice to get our hands on it. And, um, and yeah, so, so Pat and, um, Jack Johnson was there, uh, cause I always use his full name. <laughs> yep. Um, not to be confused with John Jack, both of them, 
great human beings. Uh, it's it's just funny when you have both of them demoing at uh, end yeah. of it. But uh, so we got to teach him how to play Dead Zone. The full thing too, not yeah. just a quick. Um, these are a couple of the things kind of demo. We had it. We had enough time to go through a whole. This is how you play Dead Zone, and he absolutely loved playing against you, Brian. He had <laughs> he had nothing but good things to say about <laughs> how in depth you were about the rules and the, like you let it all flow. Mm-hmm. I he sent me a message like last week, I think, about the fact that he bought the core box. Yep. He bought one of the two player starters, <laughs> um, and he also picked up Star Saga. For me, Labs. <laughs> That's excellent. So yeah, that was a demo well done. Yeah, and it, it's it's fun too because like he Jack Jack helps out uh, with a lot of the the booth and running demos and stuff. So it was that kind of kind of ironic thing that he never really had a chance to to play and learn how to how to play Dead Zone and demo that one. Um, yeah, but so so now he's got that under his hat, and it's great to hear that he absolutely loves the game. And so, yeah. He absolutely loves the grid. Yeah, yeah. The grid is is killer. You can't you can't beat that. No tape measure. Love it. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool that one of the players um, for Dead Zone was also used to be a Pathfinder. Oh yeah. yeah the one guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but out of um, towards Grand Rapids area. Um. He used to be a Pathfinder back with first edition Dreadball. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was, was that Dustin Freaky? Uh, yeah, I think that was Dustin. Yeah, because that was that was one of the new players that we had. We had him and another guy that just randomly were signed up to play Dead Zone. We're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Rodriguez. He actually won the the painting contest contest. For Dead Zone with his, his GCPS, which were just looks phenomenal, stunning, so cool. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, talking talking with Dustin was a lot of fun because we were like, we're you know, we're, we're already starting to think, okay, Michigan GT next year, what do we want to do for Mantic stuff? Uh, we we have talked about potentially shifting Dead Zone to earlier in the day uh, rather than. Yes have we didn't have a very we did, this year we had none crossover from kings of war to dead zone and that's what was, the deal was last year was that crossover yeah we had one player that that as i as i described it did the iron man of uh you know doing the double whammy of a an 8 8 a.m kings of war you know wake up call to you know a 10 or 11 at night dead zone tournament yes Back to back, like it, it, it was straight end to end. So, uh, didn't have any overlap, and and honestly, I, I think that's going to be a recurring trend. Is is probably won't see a lot of overlap between those two in the future. So we're kind of looking at, uh, you know, bumping dead zone up earlier in the day, and then maybe could free us up to maybe do something like dreadball in the evening, like a league of the night, like a little league in a night, which. You know, we still have kind of a, a small burgeoning uh, uh, dreadball group. Uh, we're all kind of scattered around the state. I know we have a couple of people just uh, across the border that would be interested in, in playing some dreadball with us. Uh, so, so that's something we're definitely looking forward to uh, next year is, is maybe picking that up, see if we can 
uh, put some some energy and drive behind uh, getting some dreadball players going. Yeah, just one more game to add to the Mantic universe at the GT. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we are kind of. Uh, uh, how did I how did I put it? Uh, we're kind of broadcasting it as the biggest Mantic event in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I also wanted to to chime in to, uh, and you'll you'll hear some interviews uh, that we recorded while we were there. Uh, a couple of our our good friends, uh, some some guys from Countercharge, uh, talking to Community Pat, uh, and a, and a few of our other friends that we had a chance to catch up with. Uh, so you'll, you'll hear those throughout. Okay. All right. So here we are. So, welcome to the podcast, and we're here with Kyle. What's up, everybody? Kyle! How many years have I tried to get you to Michigan? Uh, at least four or five. <laughs> at least? Yeah. And it was, it was the Toilet King release that really got you here. Yeah, well, I mean, like I told him earlier, normally I'm in the UK this time. Yeah. So, the fact that I wasn't going over this year, I had that early part of the year, you know, October, early part of the month to, to do something. So, uh, it was a big deal to be able to get away and play. I mean, the fact that I knew that we were going to have a Riz out on time, I had talked to, talked to Ronnie, uh, Blake, and Mike Carter months ago yeah. and said, if we can get this to line up time-wise, can I play Twilight Kid at this event? And they were like, yes. So, That's so awesome. Yeah. So I had to uh, paint this entire army in a month. So, it looks great. It does look great. Yeah. Uh, this one of the players, I think of that on Wednesday. <laughs> it's, it's always that last minute. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it was intense. Yeah. Oh, what do you think of Michigan GT? It's a great venue. Uh, tons of space. The fact that, uh, you know, we've got multiple game systems in one hall. All these venues are here. I mean, that's that's amazing in itself. Uh, it's just, it's true. I, I didn't expect it. Normally, GTs don't have that kind of presence. you got food right across the hall, yep. which is nice. Bathrooms are really easy to get to. Like... It, it's a really good venue for events like this. Yeah, yeah. we're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, I hope you have fun with the rest of your games. Yeah. Maybe one or, one or two? I'm one on one right now. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I, I put Travis Tim the first game. And uh, he's got yeah. a top three in the country, top ten in the world. Yeah. And I uh, haven't played in a while. You are me. Place. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, is there going to be any like sneak peeks of Mini Mantic Night tonight? Yeah. So, uh, we actually have the third copy of the Flash Games book. Um, really? Nice. Yeah. Mike's got it on his PDF. So, and see what's going on change wise. Uh, we said Ronnie said no photos, but you can, you can see it. If I if my phone just happens to be recording a video, <laughs> so no photos. Flash right. photography, right? <laughs> well, very cool, very cool. So uh, we know we got the Command Protocols book. We just yes. had we had firefight tournament last night, which was really successful. Awesome. Um, and uh, had a great time there. We got Dead Zone coming up. We got about twelve players, I think, now yep. registered for. Oh, that's great. And uh, no, it's it's a it's a great one. And I, I mean, the firefight book is, is I feel like it put it to the place that it really needed to be. Yeah, it is. The first track and second edition, like 
did a lot of good. Yeah. But this this puts it like at that really good level. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun this year to see what yeah. comes out after that. And, and I mean, like, you know, with, like with those updates and upgrades and improvements, like I can really see it winning that game of the year again. Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, like the the first pack of second edition won that. And it, it just brought the faith back, I think, yeah. to, to the game. So, we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> very, very good sci-fi story. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. got to get more eyes on it. That's the big challenge. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. And keep getting eyes on Denver. But this is a good, you know, good yeah. venue for that. Like, you, you yeah. get those other game systems to check it out. People coming up and living in the Thames Earth stuff for sure. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you get the same visibility, same right. 30, 30 players uh, for Kings of War, huge event for you guys. So. All right, well we will let you get back to uh, get ready for your next round. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I do want to say a big shout out to uh, Rick Tuck with his paint and take station. Yes. Because honestly, I do feel like that is kind of what kickstarted me into doing more painting recently. Um, Getting in and because you, when you just, when we sat down there, you, you like grabbed a whole army. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so those unfamiliar with the paint and take uh, concept that uh, Rick talk has is, is basically, uh, you know, he's, he's got an arrangement with uh, whiz kids. um, And I think Reaper, is it just WizKids or Reaper? Uh, the the pre pre um, primed D and D minis. Yeah. Uh, and he's just got a tote full of them, like it just buckets of of these minis. And the whole concept is, you you know, you grab some, you have a whole mess of army painter. A lot of them, I think they're all speed paints. I think it's the he had two yeah, like mega sets. Um, yeah, I think it was at least two. Mega sets, yeah. That he had there because there was a couple colors that we all were using. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was at least that. But it was all the speed paint 2.0s. Yeah. And and it it really was. You sit down, you grab a mini, and you can paint it right there, and then you get to take it all free. And uh, as as Frick said, uh, I may have grabbed a couple handfuls because uh, I was short on time. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the the big thing for me was was like it kind of gave me that space to start experimenting with colors, which yeah. I think has has been a a uh, it's like a writer's block kind of thing for painting for me is is sometimes I just get caught up on like oh, what do I want it to look like like uh, do I do it this way do I do it that way and um, and so just being able to just take a mini. Just a, a random one that's not, you know. That's not part of your army. That's not yeah. part of your D campaign. It gives yeah. you a chance just to paint some random model. Just some random model with with man the speed paints, uh, especially the 2.0 line. Like they went on so smooth, and and it's it's a surprising thing. Like at least for me with like contrast paints, it always seems like they just it takes forever to dry. The fact that you're able to paint, you know, a, a full mini in a single sit down in like, I mean, it takes me like a half hour, but like, uh, I know there was a, um, one, one person that was sitting there almost the whole weekend, just cranking out, uh, minis. All the minis. Yeah. <laughs> they had a whole setup. Yeah. It was kind of fun to watch. So I, I really liked that event. I think that was a great addition to 
the G, you know, the GT in general. Um, I think we talked last year about how nice it would be to have just kind of little side things or kind of casual uh, yeah. things to fill time between games and tournaments and stuff. Uh, so something like that, I I think was was a uh, a really it's cool cool. event. Yeah, I think it was too. Uh, I I think it was also it was really nice because it was like that central point. Mm-hmm. Like people met up there, and people met each other and talked. Like at one point, we were sitting down there painting. And Rob Fanusta sat down and oh, these are the speed paints. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking to some other guy, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And and yeah, like I said, it's it kind of got me a little bit out of that rut of like. Uh, I just, I just need to start grabbing minis and start putting paint to them, and and you know we'll we'll learn as we go. And hey, I can always print more minis. <laughs> and now I have a whole like couple handfuls of of them to to go with. So it's like commoners and and uh, you know goblins and all sorts of stuff. Really cool. I would love to see some sci-fi minis in there. Just throwing that out, Rick Tuck, because this is a sci-fi podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the funny thing is, so he did he did the paint and take for what was the event that was right after um, Adepticon? It was in New York, wasn't it? No, the no, that was uh, Comic Con. That one, that was this last weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, right, right after uh, Adepticon in Chicago, there was another event. Um, it was like a Little Wars or something like that. I, I think it might have been Little Wars. So it was the following leak of Adepticon. Um, that's where he first introduced his big full paint take. Yeah, yeah. With all of his boards, with all the paints and everything he had. Um, when he first did that, actually, Mantic sent him some minis. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but he did send, uh, Mandy did send him some sci-fi stuff because, you know, Rick's like, hey, Rick, you want to put these together? You know how they work. <laughs> right, right. I remember that. We don't do a lot of rules. I mean, uh, directions for building some of these, especially the older kits. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, sure, I know pretty much every single one of these many. Sure, I can put them together. <laughs> they didn't last long. No. He doesn't have any left. <laughs> Yes, we will have to bug Brick about uh, getting some sci-fi minis out there. Yeah, because it, it's a great event, and love to see it uh, continue to to grow. But yeah, uh, anything else uh, on the the GT side of things? Uh, like I said, it was it was a really great time. Uh, we saw growth in across all of our all of our events. Yep. Uh, Acid House Terrain uh, had had provided. Uh, so obviously it's a little tight acid house terrain is a little tough for dead zone. Hmm. It works as long as nobody's playing mortars. <laughs> someone's playing mortars. Yeah. There were no roofs to be found, <laughs> but on the other hand, in firefight, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It worked perfect for firefight. Yeah. The fact that that one box was enough terrain for how many tables, four tables. We had four tables total. Yeah. yeah. Four tables set up. Uh, with the full full four by six tables too. Yes, and we still had drain left over. <laughs> no, it it was great. It made setup nice and and simple, uh, really quick to to put together and and to tear down, which is always uh, 
the other the other side of it. The other fun part, yeah. And uh, and yeah, like you said, it worked great for firefight, and we were able to use a lot of the same stuff in dead zone. Um, and you know, was, and and uh, I know some people were kind of asking us some questions about you know how well it fit and everything. And one one thing that we did just to share our little secret was uh, for for those bigger pieces that uh, had had some of the the cubes kind of going through it. What we would do is we'd put some some scenery piece, more like a like a small piece of scatter, to represent where the line was um, uh, above, you know, on top of whatever structure was there. Uh, it's just a, a really simple, quick way of establishing where those those cube borders are, and uh, and yeah, like you said, it some of them some are just a little small and some are just a little little oversized. But honestly, if you just treat the overhang as you would like an extra half cube, and I, no yeah. problem at all. So really great stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was the Michigan GT. <laughs> a, lot going, a lot going on there. Uh, and so more recently, uh, Mantic Open Day just happened. <laughs> it did. Uh, right, right. Uh, just this last weekend after we're as we're recording this, uh, and so you're probably still seeing some of the the news that are still coming out from uh, what was kind of revealed in the sneak peeks people got and all the beans that Ronnie spilled. <laughs> all I gotta say is enforcers, enforcers. Yep. The uh the the new enforcers got kind of their their initial premiere. Uh got to be showed off a little bit. It looks like we're gonna get some some mean looking peacekeepers uh <laughs> with some uh, some nasty looking armor as well as uh like a little uh, I don't know if you call it like a it's not quite a weapons team uh kind of. it's kind of like a gun track for enforcers yeah it's like a mobile um you know artillery unit it looks like it has a gigantic polaris cannon on the back so yeah, so yeah the the enforcers are getting uh some some new minis uh thrown into the mix there uh, I believe they're already uh, a lot of the the new stuff that's going to be coming out is actually already worked into the command protocols book. Um, yeah, the new stuff that's coming out is for firefight. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so that that stuff's already baked in, so it's not something where you know the new book comes out and then it's like, hey, and now we roll out new units. Oh, you have to wait to get those stats. No, they're already they should no, already be in place. And uh, you should be good to go. As well as, uh, you know, a companion update to follow in the near future. I know, Ronnie, um, I watched some of the coverage by uh, Blackjack Legacy. Um, they just posted the, the fantasy stuff today. And, of course, yeah. we're recording tonight, which means the sci-fi stuff's going <laughs> to be talking about it tomorrow. <laughs> that how, that, that's how that works for us. Yep. Uh, just the luck of the draw. And uh, but they did uh, kind of mention like one of their goals is to start doing a little bit more in sync with uh, kind of new book releases and keeping the companion kind of up to date with those launches um, yeah. to to try to make them sync up a little better. I know that was that was some feedback that they got 
uh, with the the command protocols, and I know we were <laughs> stressing about it a little bit. Where a bit, yeah. Like the, last minute, going, okay, is it alive? Is it live? Is it live? Okay, there it is. We're good. <laughs> yeah, it kind of the the update landed the week of our tournament, so <laughs> just enough time for people to to get their list to put together in that. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so hopefully in the future we'll we'll see a little bit more. Uh, alignment in those those pieces. I know sometimes it's just Mantic had a lot going on in this kind of later uh, half of the year where we yeah. had the uh, and I know we'll be talking about it in a little bit. The new terrain crate just came out. <laughs> you know they had new uh, uh, Kings of War stuff coming out. Uh, the the command protocols like there was a boom 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 of a whole bunch of stuff kind of coming out all at once. Uh, and and you know the Kings of War global campaign uh, that just wrapped up. So it was a uh, it was a busy time at Mantic, <laughs> and um, yes, it was. so so we'll see how uh, you know how that goes in in the future, and uh, yeah, so might as well roll right into it. To, the the new terrain crate is is starting to hit. Uh, I think the it's starting to hit store shelves soon, uh, but the backers have got their a lot backers of their stuff have got, are starting to get it. Yeah, and and so. <laughs> Done some amazing stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, already seeing people like fully magnetizing those sets. Um, I know Mike Carter was posting about uh, the the set that he got and and all the neoprene uh, pieces that he has now for setting up different uh, the uh, what's the like the boundaries of different yeah. uh, areas. I think those are are a killer set to have, um, like alone. The, being able to yeah yeah being able to just have that boundary be a little neoprene thing you could throw down somewhere and then you could put like nice little 3d scenery on top of it and then take those yeah, off yeah. but you still have that boundary established um i think yeah. that's a great great set for mantic and uh and the the sci-fi ruined terrain um yeah. set is also looking really sharp I need more of that. <laughs> I really don't, but I want more. <laughs> I, I it's it has been that thing for me. Like I do so much 3D printing of terrain now. Um, I I had that moment where I'm like, I actually do have quite a bit of mantic scenery just just hanging out, and I'm like, I should do something like fun and weird with all that stuff. <laughs> Well, it's like that one that was posted last month with mm. all the LEDs and a working fan and in the basement. Yeah. The, I've got, like, I don't have a ton of the city stuff mm -hmm. of the brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. I could do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do the LEDs and all that <laughs> stuff. The electric stuff. Way beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for for me, a part of the trick is always uh, space and where to store some of the stuff. Uh, it, yeah, it's always awesome having a, a really cool display board. It's another thing to make sure it's stored in a safe space where pets can't get at it or or you know other things. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's really cool that that line is seeing uh, some some new life, and uh, we're getting those sci-fi trees all put together. Yay!
me like me. It's I all right. Like me oh, that crap. Because it's recording. Because <laughs> we're going to talk to you, too. Oh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Sorry, yes. Mr. Jack Johnson, how are you today? Use my full birth government name, huh? I didn't find That's the idea. Oh, nice. Good. <laughs> They don't edit as well as the story. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. Except for the profanity. You might hear a couple of dings from cats. <laughs> Everything cats has a ding, but... But, uh, yeah, so how has uh, the GT been for you? Helping I've been doing a couple of years. You know, it's, it's not as big as the other conventions, so it's sure. a little more calm, you know. Yeah, it's not, it's not as crazy as It's I not expected. as crazy as other ones, right? But at the same time, it, it kind of has that nice uh, uh, kind of more... More community-driven. It really is. I was about to say, yeah, everyone seems to, like... Ah. That wasn't me. That was not me. <laughs> Brian's breaking stuff. It's, like, everybody, everybody's nice. Everyone's polite. Like, I, I wander around looking at people playing games. They don't give me the stink eye. They answer questions, you know. <laughs> I've done a couple of demos, looked at some neat stuff, you know. I've ran our demos here. Yeah. So, so some neat stuff. So, speaking of demos, so you got your, your first chance to really check out Dead Zone. Yeah, you got to sit down and play a, the full kind of demo game with yeah. uh, Brian here. Yeah. What do you think of it? I think it's horrible. No, actually, <laughs> honestly. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Like, Sad. You guys know, like, Pat knows I'm more of the board game guy, you know. I like yeah. I like things that are kind of set. Yep. Like, the only thing that really turned me off from a lot of the games is the measuring and, mm-hmm. the, oh, it's a quarter of an inch. It's almost a... I love grid-based games, and I'm yeah, glad yeah. that Mantic has one. I yeah, looked at it, never really, I'm like, that's a lot of stuff, but once I get to see what was in the box and actually play it and figure out the rules, it's actually really easy. Yeah. It, it looks like it should be a lot harder than it is. All, all the, like, the grid, I love counting. You're two squares, everything just, like, your basic dice in the upper, everything just, it makes sense. Yeah. It yeah. makes so much sense. Like, it just looks confusing watching people play it. Watching the demo, it's like, people are like, just sheets. I'm like, I have no clue what's going on, but they kind of babied it and talked to me like I was special, and I understood it. I really did. Oh, I'm really glad that I think, uh, yeah, you I think like last me. year, Rick kind of showed it to me, and it was kind of busy, so I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, but you were kind of off and on. With I don't know if I, I sat down, I actually sat down, gave it 100%, and actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And you didn't embarrass me and beat me, let me win. <laughs> so that means you're going to buy it, right? Oh, I'm, I'm going to buy it. It's, it's going in my bag. What faction are you going to go with? I like the uh, the one starter came with the Plague, which I really yeah. like the way they played. Mm-hmm. There's the Asterians, the other one in there. I'll find friend, my dog, or somebody will find out. <laughs> Unless you, you got extra armies laying around to help me out. Let me see what, what else is out there, you know? Yep. I'm sure there's plenty out there. Oh, I know and, there is. And, and we, we, we ran the numbers ourselves, and you can play that up to 150 points, which is a nice competitive... Uh, game of Dead Zone. So no, another thing I like about New York. York. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like the. Uh, I really like the, the squad size. Like yeah, 150 yeah. points. Like a lot of another thing that kind of turned me off with a lot of like the big miniature war games. The fact that you've got 800 or like 70 models. Like 150 points is 10 ish, give or take. It's it's yeah. manageable. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. The two by two foot's great. It's tight quarters. I the elevation, everything. It's it's. Play, you can play it on pretty much any table. You really can, too, yeah. A lot of people have small tables. Yeah. Two by two is a great size. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then painting that small number of models that's, is awesome. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be my problem. I'm going to have to find time to, because I've got uh, Michael J. Fox hands, so uh, gotcha. I don't know how to glue people's heads on backwards, but i got to start somewhere. Yeah. Well, very cool. So uh, what was your favorite thing about the Michigan GT so far? You know what? I really, I really like running the demos because mm. I, it's just that that feeling of accomplishment where somebody's like, "Oh, what you got?" 
oh, that's cool. They tell their friends and they, they buy something, you know? Yeah. That That's a good feeling. And another one, I like how uh, usually Mantic comes out with something new. Everybody buys it. Mm. Then they wait a year. I give them the demo. They're like, I've had this. Everything's painted. Now I know how to play it. They're like, thank you. I'm like, the rules are really easy, but it's just some people are better just hands-on. Like, I could read a rule book, but you, like... Rick showed me how some of it works. Uh, you actually broke down the dead zone to me. Now it makes sense. It clicked. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know I've, I've run demos like that, too, where it's like Hellboy in particular. Like, so many people got it on the Kickstarter, and then they, they never got it right in. It's like, I remember yeah, a couple a years ago, game. people were like, I've got this on my plate. like, this is really cool. Yeah, I, I came to get the demo at the convention so I could learn how to play the game I already have. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's, it's a good feeling that people want to learn how to play. They're interested in it, but it just... Drives me nuts, especially on the business aspect. It's like, yeah, here's yeah. a demo you're going to buy. I already got it. No. <laughs> well, I don't play it. Well, that's it. It's like, well, here's the other expansion that you might not have. I, we, we did do that. I had that matter. I'm like, oh, what's this? Hellboy, but wait, there's uh, other. Oh, wait, wait there's more. <laughs> exactly. You get more heroes. You get more case files. You get more everything. Yeah, you can mix and match. And I think one guy bought the Hellboy in Mexico expansion just for Hellboy and the Leotard. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know what? Some people juggle geese, you know? Some people juggle what? Geese. Just goslings. I've never... Okay. I've never seen that. I've that never seen a Wisconsin thing. I've never <laughs> seen a goose juggler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with that, you know, thank you so much, Jack. It's been uh, a great catch That's what we're ending it on. Yep. Goose juggling. <laughs> God, you guys are weird. Uh, yes, we are. I knew that. You said, hey... Hey, you looking for some miniatures? What are you willing to pay for those miniatures? What were you willing to pay for those miniatures? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I signed a piece of paper I wasn't really thinking of, and I couldn't figure out why he asked me to poke my finger before I signed it. Pull your finger? Needless to say, I think I'm doomed. He's doomed. How you doing, Pat? Good, how you guys doing? We're doing good. This is the the last day of the Michigan GT. That is correct. And uh, what, what have you seen so far from Mantic? How's it been? It's been pretty good. It's a nice little turnout for Kings of War. Good turnout for Dead Zone and Firefights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very pleased. It's a very nice big turn. Very, actually, I'm very surprised at the, 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 the guys that came out for the Kings of War tournament. Yeah. Uh, very, very high level of competition guys here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is it's tough. Like, I, there was the thing where I didn't have a game going uh, on Saturday, so I was yeah. like, do I play in the kids' tournament? I'm like, I don't want to No, I looked at that list of people and like, oh, yeah, I don't want to play. I'm like, I know I'm going to be at the bottom yeah, if I start. I'll be at the bottom, and I'll be just angry, and <laughs> I'll have fun, but then I'll still be bitter. <laughs> and you'll hold it against yeah. everybody. I'll Especially have, Kyle. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I had a good time, but I lost. Uh, yep. I know that feeling. Yeah. So, all in all, it's been a good show. Yeah. Yeah. How the uh, like foot traffic? How's people kind of uh, kind of discovering Mantic for the first time when they walk? There's by? a couple, but I, for the most part, uh, it's a more of like, yeah, I wanted to try this, so we have a demo, and then they try it, and they're like, oh, okay, and then they buy some stuff. So that's it's good. perfect. Demos, demos converting, that's always good to hear. Yeah. What uh, what demos did you guys run? We ran some Dead Zone and we ran some Armadas. Nice, nice. Very cool. So, and uh, is there anything else you'd like to say for the the fine folks at home? 
that didn't make it to the GT? Yes, don't go to the Deep South. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to a guy about miniatures on a crossroad. <laughs> well, that, that is a warning I think we can all we should all heed. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, very bad. So, but we also love you guys in the Deep South. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no reflection of the people of the Deep South. I just got to fix these crossroads. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a great chat with you. You got guys. This Dead Zone, the podcast hobby table, is sponsored by Corvus Games Terrain. 3D printer files for all your Mantic games. And by Acid House Terrain, foldable cardboard terrain for wargaming and RPGs. Speaking of, of terrain, uh, some of the other stuff that I guess this is sort of jumping into the hobby table side of things. Yeah, I think so. I, but, I mean, we kind of started with some hobbies. Yeah, we started with some. So, so we'll do a bit more of the formalized. So, welcome to the hobby table <laughs> section of the show. Because because we're, we're starting season five, we've got to get some parts to be, like, established <laughs> and consistent. Uh, and so this, this section of the show is brought to you by Corvus Games Terrain. Uh, they, you know... Provide some some fantastic uh, 3D uh, you know files for you know, scenery, for painting stations, for travel painting kits, all sorts of great stuff, and a great supporter of the show. And and as as I've said before and got to establish again at the the GT, like this stuff travels. I can throw it into a bucket. You threw it in the tote. You <laughs> threw it in the tote, and it's like cool. And it's days all together um so a really cool thing is uh corvus game has another kickstarter coming yep that is kind of a um expansion so to say yeah yeah it's uh it the the i'm gonna pull it up right now because i i think i've got it saved somewhere go ahead and and install rick (laughs) is it well, I mean, so he takes that same structure setup that he's had this whole time, but he kind of, I almost want to say he humanizes it because it makes it more lived in instead of a factory setting. Um, but the cool stretch goals he's got on this is plagued out scenery. Yeah. So things that have the plague like uh, mutating off of the buildings and everything. I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, so his new project is called Magna Fortuna. Uh, and, and like you said, it's kind of a, a building off of the design from the Tycho starport, which was again, a, a very sturdy, well, well thought out and put together a uh, set. That's just so easy to print pieces for and build and throw together a really awesome dead zone board. It's all cubed out and ready to go. So obviously since we're doing video, we're going to post this on YouTube as well, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm recording video. <laughs> I forgot that YouTube or Skype can do that. Can do that. Oh, well, well in that case I won't show it because it don't matter because you've already seen it. Yeah. I forgot to hit record on the Skype. I only have the audio. <laughs> well, you know, it's a thing. We'll this, take pictures. This is radio. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll post pictures on our social medias. Yeah. 
but yes, I'm super excited because some of the stretch goal he's got, he's actually got some plants in there as well, mm-hmm. and some boulders, yes. some formations that are almost I I'd say meant for dead zone. Yeah, it, and it's it's that you know it, it's been fun kind of talking with him about his upcoming projects yep. because it is it is one of those like we kind of, we kind of get to have that inside scoop of like our points on it it's, it's like yeah that it's works. like hey you know we'd love to have more kind of natural existing types of terrain like rocks and plants and all sorts of stuff like that like it'd hey, be cool to have here we go and here we go uh yeah we got we got some sneak peeks on some of those plants i got my first couple of actually painted up and printed off uh prints nice. great on fdm i know it prints even nicer in uh in resin i i haven't printed the rocks yet because that's a lot of resin <laughs> yeah yeah i i haven't I haven't printed the rocks myself yet uh but i i'll begin to them i did a little test scheme uh, with um with the buildings so far uh trying trying to do one of those uh two-tone type striped uh styles oh, nice. where um basically i'm doing it as like a dark blue uh, it's actually the blue that I would use as an undercoat for one of the one of my Tyco sets, um, <laughs> and then I, I put a whole bunch of painters tape around it, and I do I did white uh, across like the bottom half. Um, cool. And so it it kind of came out pretty sharp. I I, I kind of like it. I might switch to next time doing gray instead of white because that white is it is really contrasting. Um, <laughs> to to the the blue um so i think maybe a gray would would kind of soften that that transition but still get that nice uh two-tone for it and uh because i i keep seeing like some of my favorite uh paint schemes on the Tyco terrain and everything are these like nice simple rattle can two-tones and i'm just like i need to do one of those because it looks easy and i really need easy <laughs> Especially when it comes to terrain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, been a great set so far. I'm really looking forward to you know seeing uh, there. I think there's some other stretch goals that have been hinted at that uh, I'm really excited to see what uh, what comes of those. And uh, I really want to talk about, but we can't, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's some really cool stuff coming in that one. <laughs> Um, it, and to to circle back to the the hobby table side of of things. So so as a last note, make sure to check out Magna Fortuna on uh, on Kickstarter. Uh, 3D printable printable sci-fi terrain uh, from Corvus Games Terrain. Uh, you, as of right now, you can still kind of sign up for the the notification at launch. Uh, but as as we know, it's going to be coming here pretty early in November. Or at least in November, uh, so you know, keep an eye out for it, and we'll we'll definitely keep you posted and, and share more of the the cool stuff that uh, that Steve's working on. Yes. Uh, and so to uh, kind of bring back to some of the hobby stuff, uh, as as Rick mentioned, I've been doing a whole bunch of my Northern Alliance uh, for Kings of War. Uh, our, our... Cool. You have you actually you guys have quite the group over there. Yeah, we we. It's really awesome that you're working on it. Uh, we've got a, a new Pathfinder down by uh, by me. Uh, his name's Chris Beatles. He's a really, 
really cool guy. Um, used to own a, a game shop and everything, so he's he's got a great collection of uh, of you know old fantasy uh, minis and across across all all sorts of games. Uh, but really took a liking to the Mantic side, and uh, you know we're we're working on uh, kind of building out the the Kings of War. Uh, community down here. We've got a, a new store that's uh, going to be helping support uh, Mantic. They have the store owner kind of buy in and, and uh, play the game himself and, and really enjoyed it. So uh, we've got a, a good handful of like four or so new players that are, are going to be getting into it. So we got a tournament set up in January that um, yeah, we're going to be uh, playing some more Kings. And then my whole thing is we get a nice established Kings community, and then I'm like, hey, guys, sci-fi. <laughs> With all the sci-fi. Exactly. We It, it was that thing, a big part of our discussion, like he and I had, had talked quite a bit because um, he's been, uh, we've been kind of in the area for a while now, kind of working on that community side of things. And, yeah. And one of the challenges we were kind of running into is uh, we our group of guys, we love playing each of the games. Uh, but it is that thing where it's like, okay, are we going to get together to play Kings? Are we going to get to play Dead Zone, Firefight, uh, other, um, you know, I owe him an Armada demo because, <laughs> um, they you know, got guys interested in all these games. But it was that thing where we were kind of stretching stretching the uh, attention a little thin, where yeah. uh, whereas, like, having a really consistent presence in a, at a game store or um, you know, having regular gaming days of one game, uh, I think really helps grow a community out. And so that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of where our focus is right now, but absolutely, uh, still a, a bunch of us love sci-fi stuff and, um, you know, we're going to be getting some dead zone games in, definitely going to get some firefight going and, uh, and, you know, maybe we will have those regional Michigan, uh, face-offs, <laughs> Well, yeah, because the Lansing area seems to be uh, the spark is firefight. Yeah, which is really cool. I'm yes. I'm excited to get more of that in. Uh, but and and to the the end of the hobby side. Uh, so I also just found myself since I was painting more, uh, is I had a bunch of spaceships that had kind of been on my docket for the longest time. Uh, I one of them was a, a Corvus Games train. Uh, is the DX120 Light Freighter, which is which is like a, I think it's almost a foot long, uh, spaceship. Oops. Yeah, it's it's at least three to four cubes worth of uh, distance. And uh, I, I think I've talked to, uh, before about printing that off. Well, I finally got around to like fully painting it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to have that ready to go for the GT. I was hoping to have it as a as a little uh, terrain piece, but uh, I've got it painted up now. Really like how it turned out. Um, went with a simple kind of uh, white scheme with uh, some blue striping for accents, which also doubles as where you could line up the lines for Dead Zone <laughs> if you uh, wanted to yeah. have it as a Dead Zone piece. Um, and yeah, I, I really like how it came together. It looks really great on a, on a dead zone mat. And then, um, and then I also had, um, 
some 3D files from a while back. I'd, I'd gotten off of uh, my mini factory it was Second Dynasty's uh, Starfighter package, uh, which includes, I think, three different designs for these little, or four different designs for these little like starfighters um, that that are uh, 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 like intellectually distinct <laughs> from uh, from other intellectual properties. <laughs> so, uh, but the. Great way to describe that. Yes, there's one that is an Arrowhead Starfighter. There's not an A-Wayne. There's one that's a um, an X-Fighter, not an X-Wayne. Um, and I think one of the other ones is supposed to be like the uh, uh, the Vipers um, from from uh, Battlestar. Anyway, uh, yeah. I actually wound up print, printing off that set, and uh, it was one where it was a little t intimidating before because you have to print off so many pieces for it because it's yeah. one where it's like it's an open lock one, so you print off like this core piece, and then you plug in a whole bunch of other fiddly pieces and uh, managed to, to just sit down and get that printed off. I printed off two of them, actually. And, nice. and I painted up one uh, in kind of a, an A-Wayne style pattern. Really like how it came together. Got some little uh, 3D printed like landing pads that are also, you know, a nice little 4x4 that you could set up on a dead zone mat. Convenient. And, and, um, and yeah, so those uh, are printed off really nicely, uh, painted up really nicely. And, and all, all FDM, which is kind of impressive for the, the level of detail they're able to uh, yeah. kind of get with it. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, those were kind of nice additions to my, my collection. And I'm going to probably paint up a whole bunch more before the end. <laughs> uh, I, I love the idea of having like a little starport. I'm always, always thinking of different... Uh, spaces and scenarios you could have in a dead zone scenery so one that's like add a nice full starport you know set up and 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 even for firefight you know being able to have like okay here's like a little landing pad area and uh and a big starship staging area and you know having a fight yeah. there. uh more dynamic mm -hmm. so yeah that's uh that's kind of been the the brunt of of where a lot of my hobby time has been. Uh, did you, was there anything else you were kind of working on, Rick? I mean, so I mean, hobby time for me for the last bit has been a struggle because of medical issues. Hmm. Um, but with that said, I did get some Veerman done because well, they were needed for the GT. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't going to loan out minis that weren't painted for a GT tournament. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, of course, now I'm working on my Maison Labs. And, like, right now, right now. <laughs> and you're right. These speed paints are awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I think the, the, the trick with me and the, the speed paints uh, with my Dead Zone stuff so far uh, had just kind of been, like, the paint schemes I had in mind didn't fit the paints that I had gotten because uh, I got, like, a yeah. little starter set. Which is a nice collection. Uh, it just just so happened that I was like, well, I'm doing a very like white <laughs> uh, paint scheme, 
and just little bits of color. Yeah, I need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Whereas uh, the speed paints, you know, using them on my my Northern Alliance, oh man, does that really make them shine? So I guess it's a happy little accident, or it's just how I uh, prime them, or the fact that on my wet palette the paints kind of ran together. So I'm I've got four plague victims that I'm using in the list. Mm-hmm. All four of them are different colors, but they're using the exact same <laughs> for my palette. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, that works because it's just skin. Yeah. Just mutiny. I think it's a combination of the yellow kind of leaking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I uh, Zenithil primed them. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I think it looks cool. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's one thing, too, with my, with my revs that I did. Uh, I did try doing the slap chop style, whatever, where yeah. uh, undercoat black and then do, like, a couple of layers of dry brush over the top. And I will say, yeah, and I will say, like, I think my style works better with the Zenithal. Yeah. Um, I, I just wasn't quite feeling the the dry brushing by the end. And again, because I wasn't using as many like speed paints and I was going for a much whiter uh, sure. light scheme, uh, it just kind of wound up seeming like I, I, I had to put a little bit more paint on it um, by the end. And so I'm like, you know, it was, it was good to get the practice in and try it out. Because uh, I, I think if nothing else... I, I do feel like I got better at dry brushing from the experience, uh, which has always been something that's uh, huge. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a, a big boost to me getting getting some of my uh, my Northern Alliance looking nicer. So that is true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So if you guys have any, you know, what's what's on your hobby table? I think we should. Try to, to do a little bit more to the uh, community. You know, let us know what you've been working on, and maybe we can do some more regular type of uh, community roundup on that front. That would be a good way to do it. Yeah. And so uh, as kind of a, a last little section, I think, uh, that I have on the docket here. I know we're going a little while, but uh, you know, forgot to, to mention earlier the uh, the vault had a couple of new goodies for the sci-fi crowd uh, this last month in the form of the a lot of the mule add-ons. Uh, yes. <laughs> Including, um, I think the mortar was in there for the plague and some of the armored cool. stuff. The little hatch uh, guy, I think, was included. And uh, and then the, the Hornet Gatling guns to go on the, the doors yeah. there. To, to do that conversion for your your Hornets yeah. transports to gunships. Which I was almost going to use one of those and print those off for the firefight tournament. Yeah. But this list doesn't do well with the Hornet. <laughs> the Hornet with, with all the Gatling guns or one with the transport? Because it sounds like you have a lot of guys to move around the field. <laughs> I do have a lot of guys to move around, but the Hornet's not the way to do it. Gotcha. I want jetpacks if I'm jumping out of a Hornet. That's fair. 
That's fair. It has an impact on the game if you're. It does. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so uh, you know the the vault has continued to give and give and give. Uh, it... Yeah, so it hit its six months, and they gave us a hell fame. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't play that much Kings of War. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the uh, Abyssal Dwarves uh, Hellfane, which is this huge elephant thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's Hellfane. Um, but the fact that that was our six month uh, here you go for being subscribed, which is awesome for Kings of War players. Yeah. And I'm sure we can figure out something to do with it. <laughs> we'll figure out something to do with it. I mean... You know, friends of the show, Nick Shelhanek, has uh, has kind of taken an idea. I think I might have pitched to you. I don't know if he overheard it or if you, or if he, no, if he had the same thought. So that was a conversation Nick and I had over a year ago. Okay. We were talking about it uh, around the GT last year uh, about doing those conversions because mm-hmm. um, that's where he talks about like okay. Maybe I should be done with Asterians. <laughs> like, ah, give us some more time. So, to wrap it around, here we are. He is apparently his Asterians have been retired from okay. tournament. Gotcha. For him. So now he's in. He's working to have this done for the firefight tournament. Is an abyssal Forge Fathers list. Yeah, it's already looking pretty sweet. Because <laughs> he came over and he snagged a whole bunch of my bits. <laughs> like what do you have for this what do you have for this and i was like i got a few things <laughs> just a handful yeah <laughs> i think he's do. i think he's using the orc slaves as militia oh yeah <laughs> which were which i mean to be fair that's kind of like what militia are to yeah. the, the abyssal dwarves <laughs> Potter, here's your militia yep so uh, really, really fun ideas. I know we we kicked that around when we were talking about at the GT, and uh, no, it, it's 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 going to be cool to see it kind of come to life because I don't I don't think I've seen anybody really do it yet. Um, we've seen we've seen some crossover with yep. some of the fantasy stuff. We've seen uh, like a GCPS Northern Alliance, uh, yes. you know, Winter Gear, um, and we saw I, I have seen uh, I really liked. Uh, it was someone took the half lane heads and put them on Forge Fathers uh, for yep. for like female Brockers, um, yep. which was a really uh, cool kind of twist on on those those minis. Uh, so I, I always love seeing the the mashup between the two. Um, yes. And and you know Abyssal Dwarves and Forge Fathers, it just makes a lot of sense. It does. I just wish I could figure out something for the plague. Because skeletons don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're painted green, then they're like neon skeletons. <laughs> neon skeletons. Like, yeah, I guess that'd work. <laughs> or, or mummies. These were all badly burned. <laughs> These were all burned patients. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's 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 a pretty good episode, right? You guys had fun, so. hopefully. And uh, like we said at the top of the show, you know, welcome to season five of Duds on the Podcast with us. Uh, you know, looking forward to, to this year. I think we've got uh, some fun stuff ahead of us. It's a kind of a busy time of the year 
And so I think the the bigger projects uh, and and ideas that we have are going to be coming out a little bit later, uh, probably after the new year with some of it, just because it's uh, we're we're entering holiday season and it's uh, yeah it's uh it's already pretty crazy here. <laughs> yep. So it's, it works, but I mean it's holiday season for us, but it's also that whole senior thing. Yes, you have a senior <laughs> <in> high school. <laughs> Who, who's uh, looking at uh, going to college and everything like that. So uh, life is busy for us right now, but uh, you know it, it is something we're still very much looking forward to, to bringing you guys some great uh, content in the Warpath universe, continue to talk about all sorts of fun things from Dead Zone to Firefight, you know, Star Saga and Dreadball, uh, you know, all, all good things under the sun. Yes, indeed. And uh, I think with that, we're going to call it a night and let you guys get to it. Yay! Bye, everyone. As I creak up my stairs. Creak up the stairs. Is there um, a murder in the house, Rick? It's the Halloween episode. <laughs> well, I mean, technically it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all Cybertronics. It's all the um, reanimation. Oh, nice. <laughs> reanimation with uh, Aberration and uh, Data Storage Dude. Oh, the Chobar. Yeah, the Chovar with obviously the Prime reanimated dude, Prime Cyborg, but then a oh, an the... infected Doctor. Okay. So I didn't realize when I was looking at the list. So you you have three, well, four command units for uh, Maison Labs. Okay. You have this infected Doctor. You have head scientist. You have the cyborg prime, mm-hmm. and then you have the mule uh, transportation command unit. Huh. so Commander Graves isn't a command unit. Oh yeah, I guess there is a Black Wing leader. Okay. Yeah, I don't know because I didn't really pay attention to the Black Wings. <laughs> That's not why I want to play Maze on Labs. Right. Right. <laughs>